girls, gals. Hi, my friends. Howdy. Howdy. How are we doing? Howdy here from Texas. <laughs> doing great. Doing grand. We love to hear that. How are y'all? We love it. Uh, alive, you know? Honestly, October is always the busiest month of the year for me, but now November is quickly becoming really busy. And yeah. I'm like, actually, we're halfway through November. How did this happen? I'm ready for a break, you know? I totally Absolutely. get you. A little vacation. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself the other day, I don't think there's ever a time where I just have an hour to just sit down and just right? sit there. It's yeah. time now. I can't we need find time. It. Well, after you hang up and finish work, just an hour to meditate before bed. <gasps> yeah, get yourself nice and sleepy. Make that a goal. Do it. Do it. Do y'all have any fun Thanksgiving plans? Maybe a little relaxation then? Oh, good idea. I need help deciding what I'm going to make for Thanksgiving. And I Uh, don't want your, you know, typical Thanksgiving dishes. I want something out there. I want something that's going to grab the people Mm -hmm. in my family and say, delicioso. Like this was Mm -hmm. so good, but also not what I expected. I got Mm -hmm. something for you. I got something for you. What? It's a play on a, on a classic dish. Hear me out. My mm-hmm. favorite food is macaroni and cheese. Yes. We know this. We love this. We're here for it. Mm-hmm. All right. Years ago, I had a macaroni and cheese party. Everyone brought a different mac and cheese, right? Okay. The mac and cheese that I made was a jalapeno popper mac and cheese. Dang. So mm-hmm. it was like your classic jalapeno popper you did like a cream cheese situation jalapenos like your breadcrumb honestly i think about it often i will send you the recipe please yes so good it's like my mouth is a lot to ring honestly it's it's a great take on a on a mac and cheese that the people will be shook by honestly i love it shooketh well, Shook it, as they say. everybody needs to send us their creative Thanksgiving dishes. Oh my gosh, yes. Because <laughs> I'd love to know yes. what the people make. That's not your typical mashed potatoes, mm. turkey and dressing. Yep, yep. Give Gravy. me something out there. Yep. Another fall favorite is the Sopapilla cheesecake. Ooh, I love that one. Who is she? Who is so she? Good. Let me tell you who she is. I can do this quick and brief. Yeah, All right. it's easy. She is Pillsbury Crescent Rolls. <laughs> she is butter. She is sugar. She is cinnamon sugar. She is cream cheese. And she is delicious. Wow. Like, yes. you can eat her warm. You can eat her cold. Cold, yes. It doesn't I matter. I want to eat her right now. You can eat her room temp. I mean, honestly, she is, she is the moment. I got it. She's the perfect meal. Ask she any really dietitian. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dietitian. I added an R. Dietitian. Okay? It's right? the dietitian named Trish. <laughs> she always gets me. She is so crazy, honestly, that Trish. Uh, well, any any spooky news for us? Mm. Anyone? Anyone? No. No, I'm just I'm very excited for this week's episode. Oh, me too. But you guys, 
One right. one more thing before we dive into this exciting experience we're about to have. My New Orleans trip that's coming up next week, it's going to be a big one. Okay, I've been feeling this. I've been feeling many types of ways about it. I feel like I'm finally going to get my answers about my past life stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I met with my medium last week and she said, yes, it's going to it's going to change you. It's going to oh open my. your mind. And she drew a picture of a place that I'm looking for. So, oh my goodness. She says, she drew the picture. She said, when I get there, stand there, look up, and I'm going to see myself in a window looking back at me. And that's how I know. That's how I know it's a spot. That's how I know it's a spot, babe. That's how you know. Now, is she also writing down the coordinates? I don't have coordinates, but I do have a very like descriptive picture that she drew. So when I know, I'll know. She said, honestly, just let yourself wander and follow your gut and go where it takes you and just you'll find it. So love it. Oh my God, my voice got caught in my throat. I'll keep you guys posted. I'll keep you guys posted, but that's what's happening. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. And I cannot wait until you see her. And you're like, there I've been the whole time. There she is, babe. (laughs) There she is. All right, y'all, let's get into it. We're the Golden Ghouls, Alyssa, Kylie, Emily. And it's time to get spooky. It's ghoul talk time. Uh, the best. Simply. Yes. I'm so excited. We got a fun round of stories for you cutie pies, you little honey bunches of oats. <laughs> yeah. Not us. Yeah. Well, who wants Thank to you. kick it off, my ladies? I can uh, I can do a little kick. Oh, kick it. You want me to kick it? Yeah, kick it. Go ahead and punt All it. All right. Oh, by the way, this is Ghoul Talk Volume 33, which is pretty wild. The more you know, babe. The more you know. So this is from our sweet listener, Daniel. Hi, ghouls. I have had quite a few encounters since I moved to Bali. This is just the beginning of my 17 years of encounters with the other side on the island. Hope you like this one. I have always been able to catch glimpses of spirits, ghosts, and whatnots. If you think it's cool, it's not. Movies make it look cool. But seeing a disfigured shape in front of you just pop out of nowhere is not cool. Imagine driving alone at night down the Hempty, the Hempty, the Hempty Highway. Like that. (laughs) (laughs) Tell them, Em. Yeah. (laughs) The Empty Highway. When suddenly a woman dressed in white, long hair covering her face, appeared in the passenger seat. Not cool at all. When it first began, I thought it was hallucinating, schizophrenic even. I went to therapy, to a priest, a healer, you name it. I've probably tried it. Over time, I learned to adapt and ignore it. Until one day, I met someone with the same ability as mine when I moved to Bali. She explained how it was for her, how I could learn to control it, and how to deal with these sightings. Often they just want to tell you their stories or ask for help, she said. 
And if they're the bad ones, you'd know, you can tell. They feel different. Different how, I wondered, and I regret wondering. You see, the funny thing about ghosts, spirits, demons, whatever you wish to call them, is that whenever you talk about them, they'll appear. It's like they know you're discussing their presence and decide to drop eyes of saying, are you guys talking about me? Here I am. Anyway, we talked and talked for hours until around 10 p.m. I felt relieved knowing how to deal with what I've been given, yet something was still off. The air was heavier in a way. So I said my goodbyes, got on my motorbike, and drove off. But the bike felt a little heavy, as if I were carrying a passenger. I shrugged it off and drove down the main street. That's when I realized, as I saw my reflection in the side view mirror, I had a passenger. Its hands were around my waist, long pointy fingers like those of a witch. I could not see its face as the long black hair covered its form, almost as if it were made entirely of hair. I tried to remain calm and talk to it. What are you doing? Why are you following me? No response. I stopped the bike and it still had held on to me. Are you going to go now? You're not supposed to come with me, I said softly. What do you want? It still said nothing. It gestured slowly down the road, pointing its long finger. Somehow I felt like I understood. So I drove farther down the road and realized that we were passing down a cemetery by the main road. Maybe it just wanted a ride home. As we drove past the cemetery, the bike felt lighter. It must have gotten off. But wait, it gets worse. I arrived home around 11 o'clock p.m., took a shower, went to bed, and had the weirdest dream of my life. It was so vivid, so real, as if it were happening in front of my eyes. Bali has the tradition of cremating the deceased, and in my dream, I was standing in front of a blazing fire watching a procession. But the figure in the fire was not dead. The figure looking like a man, was alive. His eyes were wide open, looking at me as the flames engulfed his body. I woke up. Well, I tried to, but I could not move a single muscle. I tried to scream, but my body was not responding. It lasted for, for a few minutes, and then I felt as if whatever was holding me released its grip. A few days later, a friend dropped by for a chat. I rented out a room during my first few days in Bali. It consisted of a bedroom, a kitchen, and a bathroom adjacent to the kitchen. We were just in the kitchen fixing some drinks when I saw something come out of the bathroom. A man. His body was charred, bloodied, walking ever so slowly towards us. I kept it cool, trying to stay calm until it stood between us, gazed at me, at my friend, then just stood there looking back at me. I immediately stepped out of the kitchen and stormed out of the room, leaving my friend behind. It was just too much for me at that moment. After that, I never felt comfortable staying in my room. It felt hot, stuffy, even if I opened the door and windows. I never closed my eyes when I took a shower, and I made a mental note to get in and out as fast as I could. Weeks went by, and it didn't show itself again, but the room was no longer a welcoming place for me. So I packed my bags and decided to find someplace new. As I dropped the keys back to the landlord, he asked me why I decided to move away farther from work. I just want a new place, I told him. 
So you've seen it, huh? He said. What do you mean? I asked him. Seen what? You're not the first one to leave before the lease is up. So he told me this story. A few years ago, a girl rented that room for a while. She was working for one of the clubs. One day, one of her clients wanted to date her, well, sleep with her, but she declined. So he started stalking her, sending her stuff, leaving gifts by the door, but she never took any of them. She would either, she would either give them to the landlord or throw them away. He found out, got pissed off, so this is where it gets weird. He hexed her. According to the landlord, every day since then, she would become hysterical, screaming as if possessed around the same time, 6 p.m. She would also eat like a feral animal, zone out whenever she was spoken to, etc. Her parents eventually had to pick her up and took her home. Since Balinese people believe in a harmonious relationship between all beings, they called a priest to talk to whatever was inhabiting the room to find out what it wanted. They tried to ask it to leave, but apparently it refused to do so. Thus, since then, renting out that one particular room had been proven difficult. Either people would not want it, or they wouldn't stay long. Guess I'm the latter. Whatever it was, it's still there, and either someone was strong enough to deal with its energy, or the room remains empty. I did visit the place a few years later, and they have renovated that wing, but I didn't stay too long to see if it was still there or not. What? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I don't even have words. I mean, the long fingers uh, on the bike. No, it was Kylie. I'm disturbed by somebody it was me. texting somebody for not for not sleeping with them. Happens every day. I uh-huh. hear that. Can't tell you how many times I've been hexed, babe. <laughs> oh no. I'm sorry. I won't sleep with you. I'm sorry. Sorry. Won't it's going to be a no. Wow, Daniel. Spooky. Mm-hmm. Well, I got one for us. This comes from Morgan. They say, I live in the Chicago suburbs and one of my coworkers used to own his carpentry business and made house calls occasionally. Today, he told me that he once got a call to a woman's house that was a new property that was built where John Wayne Gacy's house used to be. Gacy's house was actually torn down at one point. So there's a new house where it is now. My coworker didn't know at the time and only found out later because another friend knew the exact address and told him, yep, that's Gacy's old property. Anyway, he said that when he went to the house, the owner needed a window fixed upstairs. She said the lights will randomly turn off up there and she called so many electricians, but everyone said there was nothing wrong with the wiring, the lights or anything at all. My coworker turned on the lights, walked up the stairs, and they went out. He went back down, turned them on again, and they once again went out when he got to the top of the stairs. He did this several times before he gave up and held a flashlight in his mouth while working. He said nothing else happened up there. The second thing she needed was something fixed with a window on the first floor. She was near him while he was working and said, Kids are always standing and staring at this house. She said it rather angrily. He looked up and there was nobody outside. He kind of brushed it off and kept working. He left after that 
and that friend later told him that it was Gacy's property. He said he definitely thought the lights were weird, and looking back, he had a slightly uneasy feeling in the house, but small enough that he didn't think much of it at the time. He also said he decided to never work for that woman again. <laughs> I don't blame them. No. no, thank you. Also, uh, I mean, I feel like you would have to know that you were buying a property on that land, right? Yeah, wouldn't it be written in some you would paperwork? Think, <laughs> I mean, I know that every state's laws are different, and so, like, mm. they don't have to disclose certain things within X amount of years, but honestly, that is such a a big <laughs> case that, like, I feel like you would have to disclose that information to somebody. Exactly. Oh, that's so spooky, though. Ugh. Very, very spooky. And the fact that she says kids are always standing out there. Yeah, and I he know. Looks and no one's <laughs> out there. Alyssa, your favorite. Oh, God, no. Thank you. All right. Well, I got another one for us from Britain. They say, good day, ladies. I've submitted things before, and this isn't a truly haunted location but it is supremely creepy and I wanted to make y'all aware of it. I am not sure how much you know about the Cabbage Patch dolls, but the manufacturers have a weird and uncomfortable storyline. I know nothing about the Cabbage Patch dolls. The story is that each doll is alive and is born from a giant tree called Mother Cabbage. This is where it gets weird. Babyland General Hospital is where Cabbage Patch dolls are born, complete with sterile stainless steel equipment, NICU room, cribs, hospital gowns, and other newborn gear. Wow. There is a ceremony where a nurse in a hospital garb induces birth in the giant tree on the inside of the hospital and brings forth a brand what? new cabbage patch doll complete with flashing lights and lots of fanfare. <laughs> right. Right. Does insurance cover this? Um. An odd experience, to say the least, and they are 100% committed to the storyline. Did I mention that the old baby land was inside an abandoned hospital? They changed locations a few years ago to make it larger and creepier, but the whole thing is an experience. So many eyes. I have had conferences there, and you always have the distinct feeling of being watched. It is touted as a fun family friendly experience, but the place is frankly terrifying, especially the old building. Hmm. The new 25 million facility doesn't have the same historic baggage as the old building, but the creep factor is only wor worse. Holly doesn't like this story. She's <laughs> She's going to say, who is opening the door? I was like, who is haunted right now? <laughs> Oh, Bryn says, just thought y'all might enjoy learning about this. Keep it creepy and stay spooky. That was that might be truly something I never heard about Britain ever. 
This might be the scariest story I've heard in my entire life. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> and, uh, I've, and I've heard many. I love it. Um, first off, I want to know why you're having conferences there. What do you do for work? I need yes. more details. And also, love a Cabbage Patch doll, but do you guys remember when they made the Cabbage Patch dolls that ate, like, fake food? Yep. And they recalled them because the they peas. were, like, taking kids' hair in. And, like, <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, I sneezed and laughed. So I had yeah. one of those Cabbage Patch dolls, and I was like, Mom, I promise I won't let my hair get near it if I get to keep the doll. So I got to keep the doll. But, oh, what? my God. Yeah. It's messed up. I never name... had a Cabbage Patch. What? No. Uh, they smelled out. good. So I didn't know that they were born in Babyland. And, and I thought that was just like a marketing and there thing. Was like, I didn't know it was real. And they induced the tree. I mean, it's honestly bonkers. <laughs> I love it. I support what they're up to. No, I support that so much. I'm about to go. That's buy dedication. One. It is dedication. But no, I I loved me a Cabbage Patch doll. They smelled like babies. They smelled like what? They smelled like baby powder almost, or something yeah. about them smelled really good to me. Oh, really... it was like baby powder, baby pheromone. A little disturbing. Yeah, kind of spooky. All very disturbing. But the one who I had who ate the food, her name was Alyssa Dixie. Like, that was the name she came with, and she was redheaded. So I was like, please let me keep her. Did and they I have did, birth certificates? Yes, they did come yeah. with birth certificates. And now someone out there, correct me if I'm wrong, or I'll Google this later, but do they all have different names, or are there, like, multiple of, like, say there was more than one Alyssa Dixie? And if they're doing these births, are they doing them for every single doll that gets made? I mean, they have to. But, you know, I always envisioned they grew at this factory where there was like this outside garden. Of and there was patch. like a cabbage patch. Yeah. And they like plucked the babies out of the cabbage That's patch. Me too. That's what I <laughs> Just like that. Like you can't call it a cabbage patch kid if it's coming from a tree. A tree. An induced Sus. tree? It needs to be induced? How do the they tree can't it? give a natural birth? What medications do they use on this tree? <laughs> I'm concerned. Yeah, how does one induce a tree? <laughs> All right, Britton, we need more facts and figures, and I need to know what you do for work that's it's taking you to Babyland Hospital. Such a great story, Britton. Or maybe you're just going there for baby comp. Cabbage Patch conferences. Yeah, maybe do you work for Cabbage Patch kids? Oh my gosh. If you work for Cabbage Patch, let oh my god. I'm starstruck if that's the truth. Yeah, for right? me too now. Do you guys want another story? Yeah. Just to to end it off. I yeah. do. Okay. So our last story, and this is a two-in-one, folks. Mm. This is from Jackie. We love Jackie. Hey ghouls, I have a funny story and a spooky story. I'll go with spooky first. My son, Austin, is one year old and he never got the pleasure to meet my Uncle Joe, which breaks my heart, but I know that Uncle Joe is still here with us. So my aunt sent some photos of my uncle and I from when I was my son's age and I showed my son the picture when he was around 10 months old. I told him who this was or I asked him, who is this? And he pointed up into the air. At first, I was like, 
this was a, this is a fluke. There's there's no way. Still spooked me. Cut to a few weeks ago. At 15 months, I saw the picture again and I asked him, who is this? He pointed up again, multiple times. I started to cry because I know that my uncle is definitely watching over both of us. We decided that Austin needed to share his name since my uncle was so important to me. So he is Austin Joseph, especially when he gets in trouble. Austin, (laughs) you little, you little stinker. You little cabbage patch. Oh, you little troublemaker. I love that story. My cousin has a similar story that we've um, shared on here with with her two twin sons. Very similar. All right. Part two. This one's more spoopy than spooky. My dad is a carpenter and he has been working in a particular neighborhood for like six months. Sometimes he does house calls within that neighborhood. And he said that every single house has the ring doorbells. So the ring doorbells have the camera. And and also it picks up audio. He noticed that one house did not. So being the flatulent man he is, he would go outside the front door and literally unload quite loudly (laughs) and then go back inside. He did this five times. As he was finishing the job, he was talking to the owner about all of the ring doorbells around town. And the guy goes, oh, well, we don't need one because my wife put a camera on the side of the house pointing toward the front door, which is right where Mm. father was flatulating. Can't wait to see my dad go viral on social media. Stay spooky, Jackie. Wow. Love that for your dad. Dad. Honestly, I would tip that man. Oh, yeah. Extra. I'm like, first of all, thank you for not doing this inside of my household under my roof. Second, use this extra cash to go get some Beano. Get that <laughs> shit out. No. Uh, that's a thing, God. right? Be- yeah. Beano. Jackie, I love your dad. You got it so. Also, this. The story about her uncle is so special because it reminds me of my uncle oh, and my yeah. niece has seen him in my house. So I love it. <sighs> She's yeah. Uh, we love a good uncle. We, we love do. a good uncle Joe. Wow, what a what a great round of stories complete with mm-hmm. spooky cabbage patch, creepy fingers, farts, <laughs> sweet uncles. Those mm-hmm. were some good stories, some classics. Seriously. Well, if anyone else has a story they'd like to share, hit us up at the Golden Ghouls Podcast at gmail.com. Um, someone also reached out recently and asked if we are still accepting voice recordings. Always. We're never going to stop. Unless one day we get so big and famous that we can't keep up. Yeah. <laughs> the dream. Well, we're waiting, but um, anyway. Still waiting for that email. We're still waiting for the email, <laughs> at, and they can send it to the Golden Ghouls Podcast at gmail.com. But yeah, hit us up with your stories. We love to share them. And yeah, the voice memos, voice recordings, whatever the kids are calling them. It's always good for us. All right, kids. Until next time, stay spooky. Ooh. Ooh.